Spirit. Breathe on your people this morning. Breathe on your sons and daughters this morning. Breathe on us, Holy Spirit. You're who we want. You're who we want and you're who we need. Breathe on us, Holy Spirit.
All we need is His love. All we need is the love of Jesus. 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 No place I would rather be 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 No place
Faithful and true. 
You say come my child And interest For well, my burden is easy And my yoke is light We receive your love We receive We receive your love We receive your love We receive your love We receive your love No pitch you know that he sees you as his treasure on you with adoration no matter what you've done no matter what the past is no matter what the present is he sees you as his treasure he sees you with adoration he looks on you with so much love and if we would just receive it and I speak to myself too if we would just receive it we don't get to determine what our identity is he says who we are we are beloved we are redeemed we are a treasure we are a chosen generation we are a royal priesthood we are set apart for his glory we are set apart for his love. We are set apart for intimacy with our Father. Earthly fathers fail sometimes. Even the best earthly father fails sometimes. But we have a heavenly Father who does not fail ever. Oh, you never We have a Father that does not fail ever. He doesn't fail in his promises to you. He doesn't fail in how he looks at you. He doesn't fail in who he calls you. He doesn't fail in intimacy with you. You can come to him anytime. Even if you made the worst mistake two minutes ago, you can turn to the Father. And you can say, Father, Father, I need you. And he's right there. His arms are always open. They're always open. They're never shut to you. He's never closed off to you. Say I am. That's 
Blessed is Jesus And every other glory is under your glory Don't you know it? Oh, and every other spirit is under your spirit You are high and lifted up Yes, you are Jesus You are high and lifted up He says it's no. Mm. So don't give up on what you've been doing just because somebody told you it couldn't be done. Come on. Come on. I just believe that this morning. So, so come on. Let's just pray this morning. Father, we love you. We love you and we thank you, Lord. You are so holy and so wonderful and so beautiful. 
<laughs> we lift you up this morning, Father. We thank you that we can come before you and worship. We thank you that we can come before you. And that we can pour everything out at your feet, Father, and you can have your way with everything. So, Father, we thank you that your yes is yes. And your no is no. <laughs> so, Father, we just, man, we surrender to you this morning. Father, we ask you to have your way in every heart in this house, every person in this house. Father, turn every heart in this house. Come on, towards you, Father. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for everything. Everything that you said you were going to do that we might have forgot about. Bring that back to our memories this morning. Father, remind us of the promises you've given us. Come on, holy. Mm, we just love you, Father. We just love you, Father. We just ask you to continue to bless this house this morning. Mm saturate us sit on us rest on us in this house father we just surrender it all to you have your way in jesus mighty name come on everybody said amen and amen come on let's get loud one more time let's tell them how awesome he is come on come on come on come on we love you and uh, let's receive offering this morning what a good time to worship right now we know uh man we know the lord has his hands on everything so um man let's just pray over offering there'll be tons of ways you can give um once again i'll continue to state it that man give with a cheerful heart that's what this is about give with a cheerful heart and if and if you're giving out of some religious duty then i'm telling you don't do it here give with a cheerful heart there's so many good reasons to give. So, Father, have your way in that. We know what you're doing in this community. We know what you're doing in the world and in this country through us and through this house. So, Father, we know that you're going to be a provider, so we trust you with that. So, Father, touch every heart in this house. Prick every heart in this house right now, Father. We just surrender the, this offering to you. Bless it and bless those, Father, that just, just have faith that you can do all things through it. So, Father, we know you can do whatever you want. So, it's all yours, Father. You have your way. In Jesus' mighty name. Mm, Jesus' mighty let's press. Let's pray over these kids this morning. So, as we send the kids off to our children's ministry, Father, we ask you to touch the leaders. Touch touch our children's ministry father all the teachers this morning touch these kids lord give them wisdom and knowledge father let them know how awesome they are how loved they are let they un let them understand how much you love them this morning father so just bless these kids in jesus mighty name and everybody said amen amen come on do me a favor go around say hi to somebody we'll be back here in just a little bit
something and all who are thirsty would thirst no more I wonder if I can drink of this fountain the least of ten thousand I come here at the
hearing from heaven and all who are thirsty would thirst no more i wonder if i can drink of this fountain the least of ten thousand i come here at the Good morning. How's everybody doing? Woo, that's a little hot. Is that a little hot in the mic? Brother Bo was using this last week, so you got to be careful. I might get a little bit louder. Check, check. Is that good? How's everybody doing this morning? Come on. I got caught up with talking with people too, and they looked at me and said, you're supposed to be talking. I was like, hey, hey guys, how you doing? Our friends from the park. <laughs> I love it. Come on. Good to see everybody. Good to see everybody. Thank you for coming out. Welcome to the gathering place. We love you. We love you. I missed you last week. I missed y'all last week. Uh, I had a good time over there, but I missed this house last week. So it's good to be home. Uh, good to be home. Uh, Jules and I, we just love y'all. That's my beautiful bride. Love you, baby. Not more than I do. <laughs> all right here we go <laughs> it's gonna be a good day hey do me a favor uh, we're gonna knock out some stuff all this all the, the little stuff this morning before we get into doing what we're supposed to do but uh if you're new here do me a favor fill out a connect card um 
Yeah, let us know you came so we can reach out to you, talk to you, answer any questions, those kind of things. We'd love to have you fill that out. Um, can't do that if you don't fill it out. So then, then I'm just sending like smoke signals or something. Hope you get it. That's how that works if you don't fill that out. Uh, whew, good to see you guys in the house. It's good. You're sitting right there. I love it. Like I like the whole back, back row thing. Like every time I look up, I got y'all. It's so good. Um, if you want more information about who we are, what we do, you can download our app right there. That gives you all the information up to date. You get the push notifications, what's going on. Uh, everything we're doing is all going to be on the app. You can also go to our, our website. You can pick us up on Facebook, all the social media stuff. Get out there and uh, make sure you get in tune with what's going on. Every single week we do kingdom classes, which is a nine o'clock class uh, every week. So uh, this week we had a financial freedom. Uh, Kevin and Crystal taught that. Um, there's Kevin. He's still talking to people. Hey, Kev, how was your class this morning? Awesome. awesome. All right. There we go. <laughs> the originals, the, the OGs. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Fly, eagles, fly. <laughs> Come on. Good stuff. I, I love it. I love it. So uh, this week, uh, next week, we're doing a disc profile. I love that because it kind of identifies how God kind of created you, what he's done in your life. I'll be teaching that at nine o'clock. So if you want to know more about you, how you're designed, how you're created, I would love to talk to you about that. It's also really good. That applies to everything from business to uh, school to whatever it is, understanding who you are, how to communicate to people, why you communicate the way you communicate. All that's really good. So um, great class, be there at nine next week. And then we have uh, Love and Marriage Continued with Jim and Karen Ward. Come on, that'll be exciting. Finding Joy with Holly the next week. Come on. Um, I think that's probably gonna be spiritual gifts since I'm teaching DISC on the next week with Nicole Guy. Nicole, you're teaching spiritual gifts. Got it. Uh, <laughs> and then the blessing of serving with Phyllis. Come on, man, I'm excited. It's good to get... Like all kinds of stuff in there in the kingdom classes. Love that stuff. Uh, get connected in our small groups. If you're doing life alone, it's because you choose to do life alone. Like this is kind of a quick list of everything going on almost every day of the week. So if you say that you're not connected with other people, then you're missing out on all the stuff that's out there. So there's a bunch of stuff. Um, we, we end up spending like most of our week just seeing everybody again. Uh, that's what I love about small group season. We just do that. And guess what? Our season's not ending. We're not doing seasons anymore. So we're going to have small groups open throughout the year. So if you're new and you come in at certain times, you can get connected. Um, I just saw your brother and your little scooty. That was our only injury on the basketball court. It was a guy came out of the back and threw something at him, knocked him down, took him out. You know, it happens. Love you, brother. We'll get that healed up. I heard there's some kid over there, Tristan, I think, that can uh, take you back on the court and get you, get you fired up. So uh, I hear there's supposed to be a rematch. If you didn't hear about that, whole, did Kevin explain that last week? How all that went down with the basketball game, with, with the, uh, the adults against the students? It was really, really good. We, we played four games and we whooped them all four games. They even had top secret help. Like he came in in the back row like his first week and, and he, brought, he brought a game. He brought a game, but <laughs> Robert, would, Robert would disagree. He's over here saying, he said he was the whole team. I called you out. I called you out. You told me that in the office. <laughs> so good. Guys, it was fun. It was fun. We had a really good time. 
because of that, we're probably going to be renting that place a little bit more so we can get out there and have some more fun. Um, look, the students even had Kevin the first game, too. And they still lost. I will give you this. It did go into like, like, like it went way over time. Like there was like six or seven overtimes on that. So it was a really good game. Uh, but anyway, it was fun. We enjoyed it. Thanks for coming out for our picnic. Look, we just love getting together as a family and having fun. And we had 16 baptisms that day. Come on, y'all. Like 16 baptisms. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Families were, li- families were changed, lives were changed. There was just so much happening out there. Um, I just love what God's doing. So, um, man, that's so good. All right, back to my, to my notes. <laughs> Sidebars. Uh, so we got Raw coming up. Raw is uh, it's, it's real authentic worship. It's Friday night at our house. So bring a dish to share. Uh, we just come on out. And did I say it right? Real authentic worship. Is that what it is, Ryan? You, didn't get, you just gave me an acronym, so I was guessing. Opposite of war, it's raw. All right, perfect. So we're going to be doing that at the house. We're going to um, bring people out. Look, we literally create and we sit around and worship and create and it is phenomenal. So um, everybody's welcome. Bring a dish and we'll get together for that. That is at six. That is it. Yeah, it's, it's at six. <laughs> um, that's right. This... This week, we have uh, the food drop this week coming up on Thursday in Millbrook. So we hand out food. We're always handing out food every Thursday. But this is the big one where they bring in the big tractor trailer uh, from the Montgomery Food Bank. And we get to bless people and serve people. So come on out. If you're not doing anything on Thursday morning, come join us. It's a great opportunity uh, to serve the community. We do amazing things through them. Uh, what, a good, what a good thing, man. We love doing this. So we get to pray. We pray over every car. There's like 250 cars and we get to walk around and, and, and literally pray over every single car. We give them coffee and donuts while they wait in line. Uh, but then other people like help set up and then we go over and hand out food. Uh, it's a great process. It's a great system. And we get to bless people, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, and then we have our, I think my last announcement is Gals and Games Women's Ministry. Where's that? So there's a women's ministry pool party on the 30th, which is Saturday, um, 11.30 to 2.30, no child care. Uh, so bring a dish to share. They're going to have games, and Pam can't play. She already forfeited all her rights to play in any games. Uh, fellowship, food, fun, and swimming. <laughs> I just, you know, or Jen, I don't know which one I really want to get on right now. We have some competitive women, so if there's games... We're going to need, you know, probably life safety on, on site. Make sure nobody gets drowned. They're going to call it baptism, but that's not what happened in there. There's a little bit of competition. Hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let me do this. Let me, um, man, there's so much more I want to talk about. Uh, let, let me, let me, let me do this before we get started. And before I invite, I want to invite the elders up in a second, um, but let, let me have Miss Judith. Where are you? There you are. You want to come up, Miss Judith? I think this is really cool. You want me to go get it? I got James. You get it. There was a mic. Oh, right here. Praise God. Um, you know, the Lord's been speaking. I began at this church about four years ago, and within the year. Uh, a lot of gifts restored, and one of them is visions. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
the Lord has actually given us this vision for our church. Um, I want to explain it, but it is not, it's a painting by, done by Jordan Murphy, and I, it is speaking of our church. I want you to see uh, some things about this that speaks loudly. If you need, all of you can see, uh, in the middle of the sunset is a church that's envisioned in the back or imaged in the back. We are at the time of sunset, which is the time on this earth. You guys get ready. I'm telling you. And the Lord has said we are the church on the front lines. We are the ecclesia. We are the gathering. He told me not to call it church anymore. He said these are gathering places, holy anointed places. This will not stay here, as you will see in this vision. There are four angels. They are pouring the anointed oil into this powerful waterfall. And this waterfall comes from the holy anointing of Jesus Christ of this church. And at the bottom, as you see the people that have come from all nations, I said all nations, not just our county, our That's state, right. come on. or our whatever, but they are going to hear of us. We are on the front line, front lines fighting. We are ushering in this new highly anointed place that we are in, in Jesus Christ. And at the bottom, as you see, many come holding their cup, please give us some of this anointing. We need it for our country. We need it for our generation. We need to have the double anointed anointing. We will come to you. We will hear about you. On God has a miraculous way these days of sending it through the Internet. And I praise the Lord Jesus Christ. This, this is given to us as a symbol of how he speaks to our church. Come on. Amen. Come on. Amen. Awesome. If you don't know Jordan, uh, he is over at Courts of Praise, and he came down from Illinois, and, man, he paints murals and all kinds of things. I've got one in my office that he painted called The Secret Place. It's, it's a phenomenal painting. So we're going to take this and just kind of put it off to the side, but we, were gonna, we will get this framed, but it will be, like we said, you never know where this thing goes. <laughs> but we're, we're going to get it set up, and then we'll be able to display it and uh, honor that. That was a vi If you didn't know, she got that vision a while ago and she sat here and drew a picture during service. And she showed me this picture and I was like, man, that's a pretty awesome drawing. And she goes, that's what the Lord gave me during service. And now it's actually been, you know, uh, put the life through paint and color, which is, which is absolutely awesome. So thank you for that word. Miss Judith, we love you. We thank you for that. All right, well, let's do this. Um, I got more to talk about, but I will, uh, the elders asked to, to have a moment this morning. So I'm, I'm going to have the elders come on up. <laughs> I know, I got to cut this out. Here's your mic. Am I supposed to go sit down? So you, you can. can. So, Pastor Appreciation is October. So, last month, since Pastor DJ wasn't here, we had a sneak attack and we asked everybody in the congregation to um, give for Pastor DJ and Pastor Julie. And so um, if you are not here and you want to participate, we still have the whole month of October for y'all to come along with everybody else and give to them. But 
you know, we have a worship pastor, we have a youth pastor, we have a children's pastor. So next month, we just want you to recognize all of them with love, appreciation, and service. Come, bring people with you and get involved and start serving here at church. That's the best thing that you can do is to take what they're teaching us and what they're showing us and start applying it through your life. So um, we set a goal as the elders for $5,000. And we were able to collect the $5,000 to present to Pastor DJ and to Pastor Julie. So, so thank you, family. We are a family, and we just want to thank you all for working together to bless our pastor. So I'm going to pass it on and let the guys say something, too. wanted to say what I like about you, what I've been thinking about so much recently, is the way you behave towards the least of these, like the Bible talks about. Matthew chapter 25 talks about the least of these. And there's some people that said, when did we ever give you a cup of water? When did we ever feed you when you were hungry? He said, when you did it to the least of these, you did it unto me. But there were a group of people that didn't do that. You're not those people that didn't. You're the people that do. I love the way that you don't change when you're dealing with someone someone might think is the least of these, that your heart actually seems to grow larger when you're dealing with someone that's the least of these, that you give them greater dignity than you would even give a person who might deserve great dignity, and that is a sweet, beautiful thing, and in all of eternity, you'll be remembered for that thing for sure. Uh, I was asking the Lord what I should say, and first of all, I love you guys. <clears throat> Me and my Marine have the most respect and love for you guys, as our whole family does. And, uh, you know, that card is signed by the Gathering Place family, because we are family. Proverbs uh, 22.6, I know everybody's heard that. And uh, so I looked up a, a little bit different uh, the Darby Bible uh, translation of this it says train up a child according to the tenor of his ways that's his gifts his talents and those things and when he's old he will not depart from it our pastor's vision is for this church to send people out these I can't even call them all kids so because a lot of them have more wisdom than <laughs> Some of us here, okay? And, uh, but that is, that's such a thing that's your heart so much is training up these kids and training up us to be able to go out in the world and shine for Jesus. And uh, we just love you. And if y'all know somebody who has kids, maybe they're having issues with them, uh, bring them on. They will get blessed. When the Holy Spirit hits them, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be life-changing for them. I believe today is a life-changing time for everybody here and anybody watching. If you'll allow it, you've got to receive it. Just like that song was saying, you've got to receive it.
I thank God for our pastor. There's just so much. Pastors go through a lot. If you, I've been in the church world for a long time, and I know that pastors, they work behind the scenes. A lot of times, most of the body don't even know what's going on. There's a lot that comes at a pastor. So I'm thankful for our pastor. I thank God for you, brother. And I'll continue to work hard. And I'm going to pray. We're going to lift our hands to him and just lift him up. Lift his family up. And just um, let's, let's go to God in prayer this morning. So, Father, we come boldly to your throne this morning. Father, we give you glory first. We recognize you first, Jesus. Because you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. And we must worship you first. I thank you for this opportunity to lift my brother up, Father. Thank you for the sending us a pastor that, that leads the, the flock, Father. Continue to strengthen his body, mind, and spirit, Father. Bless his family, Father. And we just thank you, Father. We was able to bless him, Father. Thank you for the, those that gave, Father. Bless those that gave, Father. A hundredfolds, a thousandfolds, Father. Uh, we appreciate our pastor, Father. We thank you for the man you put in place in this house, Father. Continue to bless him and everything that he does, Father. Let him follow, follow what your word says, Father. Let your will be done through him in this house, Father. And we're just a grateful. Shabbat Shoko Saba. We lift him this morning, Father. We're grateful for him, Lord. And we just honor him this, this morning, Father. And we just give you praise and glory just for sending us a pastor that's dedicated to your service, Father. And we give you all the glory. We sur surrender this prayer to you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Thank you so much for our pastor. No, you can take that. Oh. We love y'all. They don't, they don't tell me about these things because I don't like these things. <laughs> like, I, I don't. I have a really hard time receiving. And it shouldn't be that way, but I guess it is. And I'm just so thankful for this family. I'm thankful for y'all. And uh, we love you guys more than you could ever know. And what a blessing. Um, I'll, I got a lot on my mind today, but I will definitely share with you later on about the importance of what that is and, and kind of how God's, I don't know, that's an answered prayer. And uh, all right, I'll tell you guys, there's no crying in church. We deal with this all. Mm, but we love you all so much. Um, what an honor. Um, we love this family and you guys are amazing, so, oh, thank you so much. They're really good at that. Man, you guys are good. I'm th I thought I was going back to the principal's office. <laughs> I was like, well, here we go again. <laughs> I need my coffee after that. I gotta get, oh, man. Oh, all right. Whew, well, I wanna, um, man. I'm going to take a second, but what I want to do is while I'm taking a second, I want to play a video um, that'll help me kind of get back on track. I have a video. If you didn't know, uh, last year, last August, we uh, went on a trip to Africa. Um, and we have a family over there. We have an orphanage over there that we pour into deeply. Uh, and I had an opportunity to go over and love on some kids, uh, 165 of them. Um, Got to spend a lot of time with them. Uh, we were there for 10 days, and uh, they, I get phone calls like three, four times a week from Africa. Um, 
with some of these uh, young men that are over there just saying, Papa DJ, Papa DJ, Papa DJ, and I get to pour back in. Now, they speak French, so I've been taking my French lessons and trying to learn French a whole lot better. Um, and we were supposed to go back this August, but we, we didn't go um, because some, some plans got shifted. Uh, but the door just opened up for us to go back in February. Um, so I'm actually, this time I'm taking Aaron, wherever Aaron is. I don't know where Aaron was. He was, he was there last night. He's our drummer, if you don't know um, Aaron. But Aaron is a uh, um, phenomenal son who has a passion and a heart for missions and has a passion for these kids. And he has been begging to go uh, to Africa. And so we are leaving in February to go there. Uh, that being said, uh, I want to play this video so you can see part of this. But also, um, what I want to do is challenge you. Um, it's, we're, we're purchasing tickets within the next 30 days. So I got the phone call last week. Um, and we're going to purchase tickets in the next 30 days because of the, um, the price of them. It's, it's so much better. It's $1,100 right now uh, for a round-trip ticket and for him and I to go. So what we're going to ask is... Uh, if God lays that on your heart and you want to give to that, um, we want to bless and make sure that there's no burden there. But also on this, this house, what happened, I'll just share a little bit. What happened over the last month in Africa is that the, the, in Benin, which is where we go, the, the government got involved and they started finding orphanages that were not right. And people were like just using that as a front and they were making money. So they started shutting down all the orphanages. And they came to our orphanage, and it's right, but it's not right. So they came in and said, this is fine, but you're going to need all these things, and you have 45 days to complete all this stuff if you want to keep your doors open. The good part about that is, is that, well, the bad part was, was they said it's the, it was about $45,000 that they had to come up with. And in Africa, that's a lot of money. They had to come up with $45,000 within 45 days to take care of this. Well, but in that time frame, $40,000 has already been given and they've already been blessed with that money, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, see, God has a plan with everything. He goes, it doesn't matter what, what we think. He has a game plan, right? But if you want to give, we give monthly to the orphanage as a church, but if, if that... You know, I want you to watch this video. We're only going to watch the first one. And I think every week I'm going to show another video so you can refresh yourself about the work that God is doing over there and my heart for that area. Um, so, but if that, God puts it on your heart where you want to give to uh, that orphanage, we will definitely get the money to them. Um, right now they're building, I mean, these kids are getting brand new beds and they're, they're putting new roofs on things. And I mean, everything is getting updated to a standard that the government said they must be at. Um, our biggest fear, but also blessing, is what do you do with all the other kids? And what we're doing there is raising kids up. So that all these kids are being raised up into ministry, into a trade, and they're doing both of those. So last year, we anointed several pastors and, and put them out, and we actually gave them churches to, to, to plant and start. That's what we did last year. Um, but these kids are not just there in an orphanage. They are literally getting trained up and equipped to do ministry. Uh, and that's a difference that's, that's being made in this world. So I want to play just the first video, uh, let you think about that. I'll gather myself. And then uh, if you want to give to that, there will be, you can give a special offering. Um, you can write it on an envelope. You can write it on a check. You can give it online. Uh, if you want to either give to 
tickets or you want to bless that orphanage, um, you, you'll figure out a way to do it. I don't need to tell you. Uh, but anyway, let's watch that video.
Oh, that brightens my day every time I look at it, y'all. There, there's power over there. I mean, if you don't know about Benin, Africa, that's where, um, one, that's where voodoo runs rapid. So they grow up in voodoo. Um, they believe in sacrifices. They believe in all kinds of bad things. So when you see this many Christians that are getting anointed as pastors, it means the Holy Ghost is just taken over and freedom's coming to that land. They actually, that's one of the hubs where they sold off all of their family members into slavery and it came through a place there called the um the gate of no return and we got to walk down there on the on the beach at the gate of no return where there used to be thousands of ships lined up and they were walking out not knowing if they were being sacrificed to a sea serpent or or actually sold into slavery and and all that is being taken back like god's going to redeem and restore all of that uh and it starts with with just the simple posture of going over there and putting boots on ground and saying it's time to change things and letting God use us. And that's what we're doing. So when you give to something like that, it's way beyond these walls. That's what I tell you. We are reaching more people than you ever think you could reach just by giving, uh, giving here, which is, which is absolutely amazing. So that's what we're going to be doing. Um, you'll see next time we'll play some more videos next week. But, man, we baptized 65 kids. We, man, we just, it just, it gets real over there, which is awesome. And what's cool is I tell you about shining all the time. And when I talk about going out and shining, this means we're glowing, right? Because we're so filled up with him that everywhere you go, there's a light glowing. You are just, you're not hiding your face. You're not, you're not, you're just doing what he wants you to do. And over there, what was happening is we were over there walking around with authority. And while we were doing that, all the, the voodoo places, they were walking in as we were walking by. They couldn't even stand out in the open as we walked by their places. So lives are being changed and there, there's a lot of stuff happening over there. So uh, what an honor to be part of that. I know God is so pleased with what we do, but um, just an option. And, and, and for everybody, especially young kids, whoever, ever, if you're ever thinking about missions and what you want to do, uh, we don't just reach out there. We reach out all over the place. We have missions in Mexico and um, we have missions over there. We have, I have people that we can do missions in Trinidad and Guatemala. Um, they're all over the place. Um, the point is, is that we're not supposed to stay inside these walls. This is, this is not about a church. This is about walls coming down. This is about a family going out to reach the nations and reach everybody so we can change this thing. Whew. All right. See, I thought I was going to be restored after that, but then that just made me start thinking about that, you know, uh, oh, what God's doing. So, all right. So I want to jump, um, I guess we'll, we'll tie it into what we've been talking about, about shining. You know what? Let me pray first. I don't want to miss that. Somebody will, somebody will complain. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Loosen up in here, folks. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. And uh, Father, I just want you to continue to have your way this morning. Touch our hearts, Father. Just come on. T touch my heart. Touch my lips. Let this be all of you, Father. All of you, none of me. I just thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. So yeah, we've been talking about um, shining. We've been talking about getting out in the community. We did that yesterday, Praise in the Park, another amazing opportunity. So thank you for everybody that made Praise in the Park. Just We had people saying that they could hear it in their houses, so they were coming out. Uh, it's phenomenal, like the, what we get to do. And all we're doing is, is it's called planting, y'all. Sometimes we won't ever see the harvest of that. But there are people walking by. We had a large, uh, just, just grouping from all over there. People were walking around going, what's this? And they would just come over. And uh, that's the point of it. This is not about a church. It's about a kingdom and it's all about his kingdom. So whatever we can do to help, uh, man, just populate that and do what he wants us to do, then uh, we're going to do it. 
And that's my heart. Ah, man, I love our elders. Can't get it off my head. So, but I want to take a, a, a little, man. All right, let me just shift. And I just want to talk. Shining is important. Everything we've been talking about is about shining. I think today will line up with it. Um, and I'll get more into that. Uh, but you ever feel like the world's closing in on you? Have you ever felt that pressure, like a pressure of, of this is happening and that's happening and what am I going to do about this and what am I going to do about that? And it feels like everything's coming at you from different angles, right? That, that, that's pressure. That's, a, um, that's what the world wants us. That's what the enemy wants us. He wants you to feel this pressure of, I can't ever get ahead. I can't ever let it, you know, it's like everything I try, everything I try to do right, you know, it just seems like it doesn't even help. Like there's still this pressure. This happens and this happens and this happens, right? And I, I think about that and, and we tell ourselves, well, hang on, like why? Like why is there so much pressure? Why do I have to deal with these things? Why, why, you know, I'm doing everything right. I'm going to church. I'm worshiping. I'm praying. I'm reading my Bible. I'm doing everything right. But why is my kid acting like this? Or or why are my finances all messed up? Or or why is my job? Why are they firing me? Or why is my health an issue? Or or what's and what happens is we we get into this zone where we're like, but I'm doing everything right. Then why does all this stuff keep happening? And how do I deal with it? Right? How do I deal with that? How do, how do I walk through that? And I, you know, Brother Bo came in yesterday or last week and, and shared about you know, an altar and, and establishing an altar. And this kind of ties into that. Um, because I have this, uh, man, it was like he was working on me yesterday. And actually Thursday I had one message and then yesterday he kind of shifted my heart. And he started talking to me about, about David. He started talking to me about everything David went through. Because here's the thing, the enemy wants you to quit, right? So the enemy wants you to quit. That's all he wants. He wins if you quit. We win overall. We know the end of the book. We know the end of the story. But if the enemy can stop you from doing, if he can stop you from shining, he wins, right? So, so we cannot allow that, right, to affect us. Right? And I've talked about this before. We can't allow our situation to affect how we shine. Well, here's the thing. All these pressures keep coming. And that was David's entire life. Like I started, you know, yesterday I started reading in 1 Samuel. I just kept reading through and I love the story of David. And I'm reading through everything with David. And I was just getting kind of overwhelmed um, because... Because I'm watching David's life and I'm watching from growing up as a shepherd and being and fighting off lions and all this stuff. And then I'm watching him get anointed. And when he gets anointed, you start thinking in your head, well, things must change. Like I'm anointed now. Like the Lord chose me. So everything should be perfect. And, and he's a worshiper. Come on, man. The guy's playing a harp so great that they bring him in for King Saul so that he can cast out tormenting spirits with his harp. I mean, this guy is not somebody that, that is tiptoeing around Christianity going, well, I don't know. I'm kind of lukewarm. This is somebody who's all in, right? And he spends most of his time running. He spends most of his time hiding. He spends most of his time at war. And you got to say, what is going on? How is this possible? I, I started picturing myself going, man, how do you deal with that? Like, like, how am I supposed to deal with that, Lord? What am I supposed to do during those situations when I feel like everything is crashing down on me and I've already done everything right? And all the Lord wants us to do is call upon him. All he wants us to do is trust in him. 
That's it. So I, I, you know, I'm going to, you know, I think about this. I think about David being chosen. He goes out and then he, all of a sudden he's on the big stage and he defeats Goliath. So he's on top of the world. Like everybody's like, who is this young man? Like this guy is, you know, so he's got all the fame, like the guy that, and, and all of a sudden he finds himself running for his life because Saul wants to kill him. Right? And you guys know that story. Saul gets jealous and overcome with this spirit and wants to kill him. And every time he sees him, he wants to kill him. All right? So, so this is uh, kind of where I'm going with this whole message today. Um, is that David had to get away. David had to find a place to go. Uh, and what he did is he found himself in a cave. All right? He found himself in a cave. Several caves. Uh, Bible calls them strongholds. Some of them are called caves. Uh, one's called the, the, the cave of Adullam. And when you read about that, I mean, that, that is just, a, uh, we'll get into it. Adullam means refuge. So, so da- David finds himself in these caves trying to hide from every enemy. Everybody's after him, but he's done everything right. The guy is praying. He's writing music that's going to change the world. But it always seems like everything's wrong. Anybody been there or am I speaking to that? Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> you just sometimes you feel like, why? Like, like why me? And, and this is where we're going to pick it up today. I'm just going to kind of read a little bit in 1 Samuel. And I'm going to get into a lot of Psalms that, that, that David wrote. So I'm going to read a lot of Bible today. You guys good with that? All right. Me too. First um, Samuel 22. Um, and this is right after David's trying to hide. David's running around. David actually goes to hide in the Philistines with the Philistines, which doesn't make any sense because he killed Goliath. But he's that desperate. He's like, everybody's after me. Let me go there. And, and the king over, over that area um, is like, well, no, that's David. He's the one that dances and shouts and sings. And, and then he had to act like he was crazy just to get out of there. Right? He had to act like he literally lost his mind so that they wouldn't take him in and kill him. And that's where I'm going to pick this up. Uh, in verse 1, it says, So David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. So he left one area where he's under attack and he went to a cave. David's by himself. There's nobody with him. He feels alone. He feels lost. The whole world's against him. And he finds himself once again escaping to a cave all by himself. Because he says, I got to get into a cave. Then it says, soon, soon his brothers and all of his relatives joined him there. Didn't say they were there already. So he spent quite a bit of time. You don't know how much time he spent in the cave all by himself. Then others began to come. Men who were in trouble or in debt and who were just discontented. Until David was the captain of about 400 men. Man, I picture David running here. He, he's in the land where he killed Goliath. He's in the same land and he runs in there. And now he has all this private time. You know, I, I talk about secret places. I know Bo talked about having an altar. What I'm telling you is he had to get away to a place that was a cave. And caves have multiple different um, things they can do to you. If you've never sat in like a solitaire where it's just you and nothing, um, man, God will wreck you. He's the only one you have to talk to. So David goes off into this and he starts writing. 
He starts writing the Psalms and he starts writing songs that he can sing and worship. And man, and he is just, he feels the pressure coming down. Mm. That's where the, see, that's where the enemy gets us is with pressure. Think about it, a balloon. I could take an empty balloon and take my knife and go like this and probably not cut the balloon. I could fill the balloon up with air and the pressure that's inside of it, barely touch it with the blade and it pops. Right? So what the enemy is trying to do is get us so consumed with pressure, so consumed with what's happening in our life, so consumed with what's going on in the world, right? That we get filled up with all this pressure, all, all this discontent, everything going on in our life, right? And it's just a little tiny touch and it can pop. And God's like, I don't want you like that. I want you like a deflated balloon. You're still a balloon, but there's no pressure to where a knife could run across you and it doesn't even cut, it doesn't hurt, it doesn't rip, it doesn't tear. You can handle the bumps and the bruises and it doesn't hurt. Why? Because we are simply at rest. We are at rest in him, not sleeping at rest, at rest in him. We are so in him and him in us that we are at rest and nothing can touch us. Nothing can bother us. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean we're not running for our lives. It means we're content. We're like, Lord, you got this. I understand if I stand here, the truck's gonna hit me. So Lord, I'm just gonna walk over there and let the truck come by. It doesn't stop other trucks from coming to hit me, but it means that I'm, I'm not freaked out over it, right? I can, I can walk my life out and do what God wants me to do. <sighs> so David found this, this formula that worked and he went to a cave. And here's the thing, David couldn't go back home I'm thinking about everything David couldn't do. Okay, so at this moment, David couldn't go back home because they're after his family. I'm sorry. Like Saul wanted him dead. You don't think he's chasing after Jesse? He's chasing after his whole family. So he can't go home and be with them. There's no peace there. Um, at this point, he can't go to his temple. He can't go to the tabernacle. He can't go see the priest because guess what? <laughs> Saul already killed them all. So he can't go to the church. He can't go to his family. He can't go to the palace where he has security and safety because they all want him dead. Everybody he comes in contact with is dying. He can't go anywhere. He can't, he can't even go to his best friend, Jonathan. Saul's son. Because they got to hide that relationship. So he has nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. So he found a cave. He found a stronghold. And he says, if I'm in the cave, I can be in the presence of, of the one stronghold that can actually get me through everything. And that's him. That's God. That's, that's, if I can get in his presence, if I can find myself in his peace, man, he can get me through so much. So, so the cave wasn't a place for him to hide. It was a place for him to grow. You understand? So, so us having a cave is important in our life. Where are you going to go when you can't go anywhere else? Where are you going to go where God can move inside of you? He can talk to you. He can speak to you. You can grow. Where are you going to go? What have you figured out? Where do you go to worship and pray? In my mind, this cave was like his base of operations. I'm a military guy. So, so he, he needed to have a place where he could go and, and the Lord would give him strategy and give him, give him hope and peace. And then he could go out and do everything he was supposed to do. So where's your cave? I love this. It, it kind of hit me when I started thinking about cavemen. And used to be a superhero caveman. Do you remember who that was? Captain Caveman. 
I'm showing my age. Like, y'all remember that? Some of the young people don't. It was Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. I'm like, come on, like, how is that not holy? <laughs> we had angels and a caveman, and I kept thinking, here's Captain Caveman, like, and, and he is just, he's a superhero. So I'm thinking, why can't we be in a cave once in a while? Why can't we go into a stronghold once in a while? Why can't we be so filled up that we come out like a superhero, right? Because we're so filled up and fired up, we can take on the world without worrying about what's going to happen, without worrying about what's behind the corner. And David's doing all this with honor, with respect. He could have killed the king twice, and he still doesn't. He's willing to hide and run instead of kill the anointed one that, that the Lord put in. So he's going to honor the Lord in everything he does without going against the one that God anointed and called. Hmm. So he went from a fugitive, right, running for his life to a leader over, how many people did I say, 400? 400? And these weren't like, these, these, this, look, if you're in a fantasy draft, these are not your top picks. These guys weren't like the first ones off the bench, you know, in the start of the game. These are guys that were sitting around every once in a while hoping they got in the game. These people were dealing with things. These people had issues in their life. And guess what? He gets flooded with them. Like they want to be in his presence. They want to be in the presence of the Lord. And because of that, they're David's mighty men. And they go do amazing things, you know, for the kingdom and what they do. But it's, it's so powerful that, that it's not the ones you would have chosen it's not the ones he would have chosen, but the cave did a lot of these things for him. He went to the cave, he got the training, you know. It was probably when he's in, I just picture this, for David, it's probably the most frustrating time of his life. Think about that, let's go all the way back. He was, he was anointed, he was called, and now he's running for his life. So most frustrating time of his life was in the cave, but it's also the most fruitful time of his life because of who's in the cave with him. And it's not just the mighty men, it's the Lord. No, he'll get us through everything. Everybody has their cave. See, a cave is a place of separation. It's where he actually reveals the true you because you gotta strip off every bit of, of identity, every bit of dependency, everything has to be stripped off you and it's only you in a cave with him. That's a moment right there. It gets real at that point. He starts revealing some things in your life, right? So you got to find a cave. What's your cave? Where are you going to go? You know, what are you going to do when, when the pressures of the world come around you? What are you going to do? How are you going to handle it? Are you going to find a cave? Everybody finds a cave. Everybody has their cave. It just might not be a cave, but um, Joseph had prison. Moses had the desert, right? Jeremiah, a pit. Daniel, a lion's den. See, they're all caves. And when you're in that moment, when you're in that pressure, you find out who are you? And how are you going to let, let the situations and, and things you're dealing with in life affect who you really are in him? Your true beloved identity in him. How are you going to let everything that's happening around you affect you and how you're going to shine and what you're going to do? Paul had a prison, right? Jesus even had a tomb for three days. 
I don't say we stay in a cave. <laughs> the point isn't we go to a cave and stay there and hide from everything. The point is we got to find our way to the cave once in a while, gather ourselves, get in his presence, let, us, let him do what he wants to do in us, fill us up and get us back out and get us back in the game, right? Hmm. So how do you, you know, I want to go back to the balloon. How do we decrease the pressure in a balloon? I mean, well, when you're in the cave, how are you going to de decrease the pressure? You're obviously not sitting there talking to yourself, right? We're worshiping, we're praying, we're asking the Lord to come in. We're getting close to him, right? We're sitting in his lap. We're trusting him with all our issues. I love it. Last night we were um, at the, the praise in the park and we started singing uh, um, um, Raise a Hallelujah. Oh my gosh, just think about that. So how do we get through these times? You praise. If you're praising before the situation, you should be praising through the situation and you should be praising after the situation. It's all about the praise. Nothing changed. He didn't change, just what you're walking through changed. So we can't allow what we're walking through to change our praise. Does that make any sense? Right, we gotta continue to praise, put our cares on him, trust him with all our issues. Hmm. I thought you were coming to get me. I was like, you better slow down. Like I, I got Bobby Boucher on my side. Hmm. So here's the thing. When it, so this is what David created while he was in the cave. So I want to kind of um, share with you um, Psalms 142. I love this. Uh, he's in a cave, and this is David crying out in a cave. He creates this, and this is his heart while he's in the cave. Psalm 142 says, I cry out to the Lord. I plead for the Lord's mercy. I pour out my complaints before him and tell him all my troubles. Come on. You, like, if, if that's not an instruction of what to do when you're getting ready to be killed by everybody and everything, then we're missing the point. This is what he's saying. He says, I pour out my complaints before him and tell him all my troubles. When I am overwhelmed, you alone know the way I should turn. Wherever I go, my enemies have set traps for me. Does it feel like that's happening sometimes? You pay one bill and the other one pops up and you're like, what just happened? Didn't even know about that bill. Take care of one thing, you know, fix, fix this problem on the car and then something else is wrong with the car. And you're like, how's that happen? All right. Everywhere I go, my enemy has set traps for me. I look for someone to come and help me, but no one gives me a passing thought. No one will help me. No one cares a bit what happens to me. Have you ever been in that spot? Have you ever been in that spot where you thought like, nobody cares. I'm going through all this stuff. And guess what? The pastor didn't even call me. Pastor didn't even reach out. He knew I was in all these troubles. What am I going to do? Well, this happens. We go through some stuff, right? We go through some stuff. David's going through it. Come on, he, he is the anointed one. He is, he is the man after God's heart. If it can happen to him, it can happen to you. The point is he understood how to get out of it, right? Do you understand how to get out of it? That's why I'm teaching it today. So you understand there's an escape to this. There's a promise to this. There's, there's a way. There, there, there's a way that's better than how we're trying to deal with things right now. It says, then I pray to you, O Lord. I say, you are my place of refuge. You are all I really want in life. Hear my cry, 
for I am very low. Rescue me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison so I can thank you. The godly will crowd around me, for you are good to me. Come on, man. He is in a place and he's crying out to the Lord and he's telling them everything. He says, hear my cry. Well, sometimes it's okay to cry out to the Lord. We're not saying you're not supposed to get emotional. We're not saying that situations don't call for emotion. What we're saying is that we got to get through our emotional situation and cry out to the Lord and say, all right, now, I'm not going to walk in fear. I'm not going to walk in what could happen. I'm going to believe in who you are and what you want to do and what you've told me and what you've promised me. I'm going to walk in your love. This is what he's saying. He writes another one in Psalms 57. Psalm 57. This is where David humbles himself and comes before the Lord. He says, have mercy on me, O God, have mercy. I look to you for protection. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until the danger passes by. Come on. <laughs> there is nothing more satisfying than that. I mean, come on, just think of that. I want to hide under your wings until the danger has gone. So the real cave the, the real stronghold is the Lord. He says, let me be your stronghold. Let me be. See, David was jumping back and forth to all these different places and all he had to do was jump under the right one, right? And he was gonna cover him, take care of him, protect him. He says, I cry out to the God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. He will send help from heaven to rescue me, disgracing those who hound me. <laughs> I laugh at that. I love that right there. What are you worried about what people wanna do to you? Send the ultimate one at them. Lord, protect me, take care of them. They'll do it. It says, my God will send forth his unfailing love and faithfulness. So when he says, come rescue me, he says, send forth your unfailing love and faithfulness. That's what's gonna get you through everything you're going through is God's unfailing love and faithfulness. I am surrounded by fierce lions who greedily devour human prey whose teeth pierce like spears and arrows and whose tongues cut like swords man come on i know some of you have had things said about you that cut like a sword words hurt people say stuff that hurts and he says that's okay you too can let that go doesn't matter what anybody says about you it matters what he says about you all right be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. My enemies have set a trap for me. I am weary from distress. They have dug a deep pit in my path, but they themselves have fallen into it. <laughs> they're, they're, they're digging a pit to trap you, and they trap themselves. My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. So wake up my heart, wake up, O Lear and harp. I will wake the dawn with my song. He's saying, I'm gonna get up early and I'm gonna start praising God. I don't care. He's still in the cave. His situation didn't change. It wasn't like they came by and said, now that you're in a cave, we're not gonna bother you. He's in the cave going, if I leave, I'm dead. Everybody's after me. The king wants to kill me. Nobody's around me. I'm done. But he's going, I'm going to wake up and praise you, Lord. I'm going to wake up the dawn. I'm going to be the first one up. And I'm going to praise the day in because I know you're going to take care of me. 
I will thank you, Lord, among all the people. I will sing your praises among the nations. For your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness, faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. Come on. What a perfect example of how we're supposed to operate when we feel the pressure of life coming around us from every different angle. We're not supposed to crawl up and hide. We're not supposed to take it to Facebook and social media and tell everybody how bad the other person is. We're not supposed to. I mean, there's just things we are not supposed to do that the world says is perfectly fine. You know, you got a problem with your neighbor in the world, just go on social media and tell everybody how much you hate them and what they did to you. In the kingdom, you love them. In the kingdom, you pray for, you know, you can't be mad at somebody if you're praying for them. Right? So if somebody bothers you, if somebody's coming after you, you better start praying for them. They should be the first one on your list. Bless them. You guys doing okay? Is this okay? We <laughs> good? <laughs> it's good to be home where I can just read the Bible. This is awesome. Come on. All right, let's read some more. You guys want to read some more? Yes. We're going to Psalm 34, 15 through 22. I just love the responses. Is these aren't like, David didn't have this. Like he's not reading something that gave him this. He created this. Like he's sitting there writing this. This is his heart. He goes, this is how I'm going to deal with it. And he writes something that all of eternity is going to have. We're all going to have this forever. Psalm 34 says, The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. So he hears his people when they call for help. So don't ever think he doesn't hear you because the Bible says he hears you. He hears you. You might not like his response. You might not like his timing, but he hears you. And he rescues them from all their troubles. He's going to rescue you. Like we always say, if you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, it's because you're going through it and you're not stopped in it. You keep moving. He said, I will rescue you. Keep moving. I'll be there. He says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. You know how awesome that is that when you're in a bad spot and when you feel the world's caving in on you, that that's when he's the closest to you. Man, that's when he can come in and massage your heart and love on you and hug on you. And man, that is like the best time. You are the softest at that moment. He is the closest to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. He comes each time. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one of them is broken. Calamity will surely destroy the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve him. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Man, what a phenomenal book. <laughs> like, come on, I, like you could just read, if this doesn't give you hope about anything you're going through, something's wrong, right? This is, this, is, this is not somebody going through this with minor things. It's not like he's like, oh man, I got to have a wisdom tooth pulled. 
This is somebody's had spears thrown at him. And people want to kill him. All right? And he's just, he's at rest, y'all. He's at rest. Psalms 144, 1 and 2. 144, 1 and 2. It says, praise the Lord who is my rock. He trains my hands for war and gives my fingers skill for battle. He is my loving ally, my fortress, my tower of safety, my rescuer. He is my shield and I take refuge in him. He makes the nation submit to me. Come on. I'm just trying to build you up this morning that I believe that, that, that there's some attacks going on. I believe you've been going through some stuff. I believe that the Lord's, the Lord's there to help you. If you'll turn to him, you don't have to try to do it on your own. You don't have to try to crawl out of it on your own. I believe you can do what you're capable of doing, but you got to learn to turn it over to him after that. I truly believe and I will do whatever you want me to do, Lord, and then I give it to you. When I don't believe I can do any more, Lord, I got to turn it over to you. And that's probably even wrong. He's always our first option, not our last. But I believe that, you know, if I'm supposed to go to the doctor and get my cholesterol checked, I should probably do it, right? I shouldn't wait around till they say, hey, guess what? And then start praying, <laughs> right? Don't drive your car, the engine light's on, it says oil change overdue 8,000 miles ago. Right, and then the motor blows and you go, Lord, I can't believe I'm being attacked. He's like, no, you should have changed the oil when it told you to. Do what you can do. Do what you're supposed to do. Turn everything else over to him. All right, I'm going to finish up with this last one. Psalm 18, 1 through 6. Sorry, I have my notes up here. And Psalm 18 says, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place is safety. I call on the Lord who is worthy of praise. And he saved me from my enemies. The ropes of death entangled me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The grave wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path. But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. For help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. Man, come on. He's doing this from a cave, right? Come on. He's doing this from a place where there's no other influences and he's just spending time with the Lord and he's crying out to him and he's saying, fill me up, God. Take care of me, Lord. Can't do it on my own. I need you in my life. This is what I'm dealing with. And the Lord is protecting him. The Lord is shielding him. The Lord is restoring him. So you got to find your cave. What's that look like to you? 
You know, seek God with all of your heart. That's easy, <laughs> is it? Seek him with all your heart. Put him first. First for everything. Tell him what's going on in your life. Tell him everything that's going on in your life. Not that he doesn't know, but maybe he wants to hear it out of your mouth. Lord, I need you. I'm struggling with this. I'm dealing with some health problems. I'm dealing with some financial problems. I'm dealing with some family issues. Tell him what you're dealing with. Spend time with him. Give it back to him. Allow him to strip you down and build you back up. Because that's what he does in a cave. He'll strip you down and build you back up. He is your rock. He is your strength. Allow him to come on in. Allow him to be your fortress. Know to go to him for everything. He loves you. He wants to comfort you. He is your provider. He is your healer. Come on. I want you to be victorious. But we usually stop ourselves. You understand that? <laughs> We're the ones that don't do that well. We're the ones that get overwhelmed. We're the ones that lose faith because it's taking too long. It's, it's not being fixed the way we want it fixed. You know, anybody ever been there? <laughs> Come on. This is real stuff. It's real stuff. What am I going to do? We need to find our refuge in him. Rest in his presence. I'm telling you, when you actually rest in his presence and sit at his feet, rest is so important. He talks about it all the time. He talks about the Sabbath. He talks about making sure, but rest is for you. I talked about a couple weeks ago, I talked about picking up your mat. The guy that picked up his mat took his rest with him everywhere he went. See, rest is for you to carry with you. You should be in rest all the time. Rest in trusting in him and everything he wants you to do uh, in life. Because there's so much more he wants for us. But we get hung up on that one thing. We, we get hung up on something that didn't go our way because it didn't match up with our game plan. Does everybody understand that? Like we, we have our own plan. We have our own thoughts of how this is going to work. And we, we think it's going to be this way. And when it doesn't work that way, immediately we, we just fall to pieces. And, and, and we don't know where to go. We don't know what to do. And God says, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to come to me. You're supposed to trust in me. Hmm. Here's what I know is that, that usually when the night's the darkest, his light is the brightest. So if you're going through a dark time, if you're walking through something right now, whew, he is right there. And he is brighter than he ever, ever was because he's right beside you. He wants to be with you. He wants to walk you through it. You just got to trust him because we can't, look, you can't shine if you don't have a little bit of cave time. You know what I'm talking about? It's hard to keep shining when things are coming down on you. If you don't take a break, go find your cave and say, Lord, I just need you. I, I need protection from, from, from every angle because it's all coming at me. So we're going to spend some time in that. Mm. You guys good? You get that? All right. I think that's good. I'm trying to figure out if he wants me to say anything else. I don't think so. I think that's what he has for us today. I think I'm going to stop there and figure out what he wants to do with it. But I do want to pray. Um, we can get everybody to stand to your feet. Let's play a little something. I just believe there's a time for that healing today. I believe there's a time for that comfort today.
You do have a family. You're not in the cave alone right now. See, he, David started out in the cave alone, but then it said his family came in. So maybe this morning you came in here and you entered into the cave all by yourself. And maybe you thought that, that, that I'm dealing with this all on my own. I'm just going to go with it. Well, guess what? The family's coming. The family's here. We care about you. We love you. We want to get you through this moment in your life. We want to help you walk through that. We're here to pray for you. We're here to love on you. We're here to encourage you. That's what family's all about. Man. So I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what. Man, where's the pressure coming from? What are you going through? I'll go back through them. It could be finances, health, relationships. Man, sicknesses, I don't know. Discouragement, abandonment, depression. Maybe you think you're not good enough. You're not supposed to deal with this on your own. There'll be a time, but today, right now, we want to pray for you. Today, we want to pray. We want you to know that your family's here. There'll be a time for you to go from here and go off and find a spot to get back in your cave and spend some time with the Lord. But while you're here, Man, let us lay hands on you. Let us pray for you. Let us walk you through this. Let us give you some advice. Man. So I just believe we're gonna have we're gonna have our prayer partners off and we have crosses on either side of the room. We have crosses on either side of the room. And I man, I encourage you. Let our prayer partners who are going to be on either side of the room pray with you. Man, they are equipped. They're, they love you. They care about you. I promise you they're going to have the right prayer for the right situation. But what I don't want you to do is walk out of here carrying the same stuff you came in with. Like, it's not supposed to happen that way. I say that every week. But, but whatever that battle is, wherever you need strength, wherever you need something to be fortified in your life, wherever you need God to come in and touch that, let us pray for that with you because that's important. That's important. So we're going to play some music, um, just something a little gentle. Um, and we're going to pray. And then you'll be released. Um, and if you need prayer, don't just walk out and say, I'll get it next week. You might need it this week. Don't walk out without getting what you need. Don't walk out without getting it. So, Father, right now, touch every heart in this room. Search every heart, Father. What are they struggling with? What's going on, Lord? Just give them courage and boldness to step out and go get prayer. Father, I, I just ask for encouragement this week for everybody, Lord. Strengthen them, shield them, protect them. Just let us feel your love this whole week, Father. Let us walk in that love. Father, I just declare healing over people this week. Father, there's going to be restoration in families this week. 
Father, we bind up what the enemy's trying to do. He's, he's not allowed to touch this family. We declare freedom in this house from every bit of depression, any bit of anxiety, fear. Lord, mm, you can touch it all right now. Father, we just release your love on everything. <laughs> oh, Father, just like the picture shows, Father, just flood Flood this house. Flood the people in here. Flood those watching online, Father, with your love. Let, let, oh man, let there be a tangible presence right now where they're at, where they can feel you close to them because you are just in this moment where you feel like you're trapped and you're in a cave. Hmm. You're not alone. The Lord's with you. So, Father, touch them. Touch them, Father. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you. Man, we just thank you, Lord. I thank you for the purpose you have in this family. I thank you that you, you, you help us get through these things so we can go pour into other people. So if that's you this morning, if you're struggling with some of these things, man, just go talk to somebody. Man, go get prayed for. Trust in the Lord. Trust in his fortress. Get underneath his wings this morning. Let him cover you. Let him shield you. Let him guide you. Father, we just love you and we surrender to you. Have your way in our lives. We just need you, Lord. We trust you and we love you. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen. Y'all be blessed. Have a phenomenal week. Look forward to seeing you again next week. Do not leave without prayer. If you need prayer, come get prayer. God bless.